0: All right. You know what's funny is like now that we're using my phone, I don't have any of my interview questions. Oh shit! But like, I think we can figure it out. Yeah, right, we got this. I'll ask myself questions <laughs> if you need. Like I'm just sitting here silently, and you like ask yourself and answer your own questions. And then at the end, you're like, "All right, thanks." <laughs> yeah, wonder having
1: you. Like I feel this like we had a lot of chemistry here today, <laughs> actually. But um, start off with your name you you from Yeah, I'm uh Denton True. Um I hate that I said Denton. I I used to hate yeah. when people said that. I'm from Oklahoma. Um and now I'm now I'm in New York, thankfully. Yeah. Uh Yeah, I hate saying I'm from Oklahoma too. I feel like it automatically writes me off. It's like that guy from Oklahoma. Yeah. Um it's kind of like
0: the you know who Kenny Beats is? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. T- like he talks about all the time like he's from Connecticut, but he say, "Oh, yeah, I grew up in Connecticut and New York." It's like but everybody's like, what do you mean, and New York? Yeah, and the New other. York. Yeah. He's like, he's like I'm not, uh, I can't be a producer from Connecticut. I can't <laughs> be my personality. Yeah. <clears throat> it's kind of funny. Um, so, you know, you go, to, you go to Pratt.
1: Yeah, I go to Pratt with uh, my boy Nadir Hepburn yeah. introduced us. Who, oh, that's nice. Who's probably
0: going to be um, on at some point or another. Hell yeah, like, I
1: want to hear that episode.
0: Yeah, like I feel like me and him. I, I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna hype it up too much because then <laughs> if I actually do it and it sucks, I'm going Yeah, yeah, yeah. All your, like,
1: all your viewers will be pissed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> all five of them will be like, "Yo, I was, I was anticipating." <laughs> I was really waiting for that Nadir interview. But yeah, um, it's like really interesting because like naturally you want to do your friends and stuff because yeah, like yeah. you have the most chemistry with them, and like you always like whenever you talk to your friends, you're like, "Wow, this is so cool!" Like, mm. we should start a podcast. Like, yeah, yeah. But then like. The thing about it is that it's always um
1: it's never as good as you think it is it's always like too personal and so like it's like there's just like a constant inside joke that no one else is and like
0: and then like once you're if you're editing it you're like all right i don't really want i don't think anybody wants to hear us talking about his mom yeah (laughs) two for like two minutes and then like his school life like this incident in school and for for like 10 minutes yeah i'll cut that out and then it just becomes like this weird like shit show, me just cutting all the stuff out. So it was just all the transitional moments on yeah. the podcast. Like, oh yeah, and then it cuts and it's like, <laughs> I feel the same stuff like that. Yeah, and like, like eventually, like I had a whole other like kind of maybe like season where I was like really figuring my stuff out with it. Mm. And like I eventually I put them all out there, um, and then like I eventually went back and took them down just because I wasn't as proud as them. Yeah, pr- as proud of them as I would like to have been. So like eventually I got little. A little tired. Whatever. Like all of this. Like talking yeah. about the podcast on the podcast. It's terrible. We're like, done with yeah. it. We're done with it. Okay. <laughs> um, your name, then True. Where you are from? Oklahoma, mm-hmm. right? What have, What have you been doing? You're a filmmaker. Yeah, I just
1: uh, I just finished. Well, not finished, but I, I finished shooting my first feature in uh, at the end of April. Started shooting at the beginning of May, um, mm. like or of uh, March, March first. So yeah, we uh, we were just filming like nights and weekends whenever we could find time around people's schedules, and I'm currently in post, uh, working on ADRing everything right now, like almost every scene. Really? Yeah, the because I like we were always rushing so much because uh, I wanted to get it done by the end of the semester, and it was just like I I couldn't have like I couldn't get enough people on set to uh, do sound to to do sound. So I just like got a boom on the uh, or like got a shotgun on the camera and it was it was uh, it was all fucked it was
0: and for those who don't know ADR is when you go in the post and and, and have the have, actors yeah re-record all the lines every single and line it's like difficult to sound sync it or mm. everything it's it's, it's difficult
1: it's, a, it's gonna be a good time doing the sound mix on that but uh yeah no it's I got a rough cut together it's an hour and 14 minutes I'm it's gonna about right yeah. yeah yeah I'm gonna uh film some shit of this homeless dude singing because I think I want to use his voice as the narration so Really? Yeah, I just ran into him the other day, and he was singing this gospel song on the train, and he was like tapping this cup on his lap and making this like really crazy beat with the cup, and I was like, yo, like, I got work for you. Like, I'll give you money if you record some lines for me. He goes, okay, I'm always at Nassau, so just pick me up here. <laughs> That's, once that comes out, that'll be a pretty good story. Like, you interview yeah, yeah, him yeah. and he's like a
0: famous, like, voice actor. Yeah, yeah and now like, he, like, he gets big oh, off of that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but talk about talk
1: about your feature. What is it about? Uh, okay, it's called A Drunk Scorpion Will Sting Itself to Death. And Wait, I thought it was called... It was called Crackhead, A Tragedy. Okay. And then uh, every time I told people, they would laugh at it. And they'd be like, ah, that's funny. And I was like, it literally says like tragedy in the name. <laughs> <laughs> but... Like, the word crackhead has just been completely fucked by Twitter. And now yeah. it's like, oh, like, I didn't clean my room for three days. I'm, I'm such a crackhead. crackhead. Yeah. <laughs> and it, like, it really pisses me off because, like... <laughs> That's, like, such an accurate way to say it. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. It's just so... Like,
0: everybody's just like, oh, shut up, crackhead, because, like, you're doing something mildly abnormal. You, like, like, oh, you're walking
1: in the street instead yeah. of the <laughs> sidewalk. Like, you, like, forgot to tie it. your shoes.
0: It's like, come on, tie your shoes, crackhead. Yeah, and, and it's... it's like,
1: Like the crack epidemic is such a huge problem. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like people making light of it so easy. So yeah, I changed the name to a drunk scorpion will sting itself to death. Um, It's about a crack addicted homeless man who overdoses and decides to get clean. And he meets this woman named Maria. She's a guardian angel, not like with the wings, like uh, on the train. And uh, she she says, hey, I'll help you get clean, but you know, you gotta kill crack dealers with me. And so they go around New York killing crack dealers and then he gets in this shit with his ex-girlfriend who's, you know, been skimming from this dude and they have to take down this guy. It's more nuanced than that. It sounds like a shitty, you know like, Abel like, Ferreira film. It kind of sounds like.
0: It, but. it sounds like Kick-Ass a little bit for some reason. like. did I just make of. Kick-Ass but with Crack-Ass? <laughs> like
1: a homeless guy
0: from Kick-Ass? Yeah. Because, like, like, I don't know, maybe the whole killing drug dealers thing, but, like, being all, like, virtuous about it. Mm, yeah. So, like, maybe it's because I just watched it, like, two weeks ago, <laughs> like, again.
1: I don't think I've seen Kick-Ass in a long time. Um,
0: Like, I just remember very specifically, he's, like, um... Our lead is trying to fuck the love interest. Mm. And like, she's into like this weird thing with this crack dealer. And then he ends up, uh, he ends up going to the crack dealer, fighting him, losing. And that's when the mentor character comes in and kills everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, it's Nicolas Cage and he's a fake Batman. Honestly, it's a pretty cool scene. It's a pretty cool scene. Um,
1: The Rage Cage.
0: (laughs) Honestly, my favorite Nicolas Cage role might have been in Spider Verse. Just because like, that was just such a. Nobody else would have played it. Yeah, yeah, oh, like, no, no. no. He, like,
1: he did it so straight and so good. And he's, oh, I'm Spider What is this Rubik's Cube? <laughs> like, yeah. yo, that whole
0: Rubik's Cube, like, and it's funny because, like, it's one of those jokes that you're like, oh, I don't know, it's just a joke. Yeah, but they but, like, keep hitting it. And yeah, it works and, then you're, like, every and you're like, time. wait, it's because he's in black and white, so he can't see it. Yeah, yeah, he, he doesn't know he any of this. He just sees that, shit. like, they're not the same, but he doesn't see the actual color. Like, I don't know. Watch Spider Verse pretty, yeah, yeah. If you take anything away, support from that this, movie, watch
1: Spider Verse.
0: It's definitely on Netflix, but anyways, back to yeah, a yeah. Drunk Scorpion will sing itself to that. Yeah, I was about a long, to call it's a I
1: think if you give something a long title, it makes it seem a lot more poetic than it is, yeah. Like
0: to Pimp, uh, I was about to say to Pimp Butterfly, but no, that, no, no, that is, is poetic. poetic, yeah, though, yeah. But like when people are like, uh oh, to Pimp a Butterfly, I'm like. We don't have like there's no shorter way to say that
1: yeah what is it like TPAB? <laughs> TPAB.
0: whatever <laughs> but um anyways how did you what brought you to that story
1: um so I was in Toronto actually um I went there every summer to work with the Salvation Army up there uh, which is a fucked organization but they do some good um, and uh yeah we like we just worked with a lot of uh addicted people and homeless people, and I really, like, started to, like, over the years, I really started to, like, care about these addicts a lot, and I would, like, see the same faces every time I went back, um, and so, you know, I, I just got the idea for the name Crackhead, um, and to use that kind of, to twist that uh, derogatory slur into something that's kind of, like, you're owning it, and it's something that you know you need to get past, and of course, yeah. now the name's different, but... Um, when I, I I I got the story the first day I was in New York, um, I started writing it and I was it was completely different. Then it was like, this you know this guy overdoses and the whole film is just his overdose and it was like this like weird like psychedelic shit, and then I was like no that's gonna be way too hard to pull off yeah. for a first feature, so you know I kind of just like kept changing the ideas around. I finished the script uh, around like uh, end of January, um, and then. You know, I just kind of got people together. Um, I grew like a crazy beard. And I mean, it wasn't like too crazy. It was just like really thick yeah. down here in the worst part. I just I knew like I said, OK, you know what? I'm not going to get laid for the entire time while I'm <laughs> doing this. And that is AO Oh, because he was the lead actor in the film. Oh, so yeah. Played, I also acted. I wrote, yeah. directed, acted, editing. And that sounds, every time I say that to someone, they, they, they think, like, oh, wow, Oh, my God, everything. Big Shot. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, you did everything. But no, like, I could not have done this without the help of some very talented people. Uh, yeah, Nadir Hepburn, Zachary Razak, uh, Anahita Amrshahi. Uh, there's, there's a lot more. All of my actors and actresses. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, they, they, you know, they really feel, pulled like, through for me. I feel like
0: a lot of the times, I've definitely heard this somewhere, but, like, somebody said, either all the glory or all the blame goes to the director yeah. when it comes to when a film succeeds or fails. And I'm like, that's such a great way to put it. Like when you're like, um, when you say study film and just like know a lot more than your average Joe Schmo, you're like, Oh, well, the reason why this movie is boring is because it's shot blandly or something like yeah. that. But like when people can't really like s- explain why they don't like something, they're like, Oh, this is probably the director's the, one. The
1: director did something yeah, bad. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, like, I mean like maybe like, I guess in the greatest scheme of things, like, he kind of did, because if, you know. Yeah,
1: I mean, everything is, in the end, like, the director's fault, because, you know, if, you know, oh, this shot was fucked up, well, the director didn't say, like, hey, you gotta get this yeah. shot right, or, like, oh, the, this performance is bad, well, the director didn't say, like, yeah, you gotta, you know, take yeah. this again and do it better, so... Or, like,
0: oh, this is editor wonky, well, the director definitely looked
1: at it, he yeah, didn't say he didn't say, it. oh, it's wonky, so...
0: But, like, back to the... what What's wrong with the Salvation Army? Like, I didn't... I, oh, yeah, I, I mean, they,
1: like I think this might only be in America that they do it, but, like, they'll, like, turn away trans people from staying with them. Um, and I think... I don't know if this is still the case, but they, if they have a husband and wife both working for their stuff, mm-hmm. they'll pay the wife's salary to the husband. So he gets, like, two paychecks, and she doesn't get anything. Uh, and then it's just, like, expected that, like, they'll you know distribute it among themselves. Which is... Uh, Wait, yeah, that's, like, it's really... It's fucked. Goodwill's (laughs) fucked, too. You know, like, uh, you try to buy something cheap, and... I mean, I still shop there. I feel kind of bad, but I'm broke, so...
0: (laughs) I mean, same. Like, struggling with filmmakers, like... Yeah, uh, that's the
1: best place for costuming. I mean, I spent... That's probably where, like, half of the budget for the... not half of the budget, but, like, a large percent of the budget went for the movie was getting costuming and props there, because, like, it was just so... Like, it's so accessible, and you can find so much shit there.
0: I mean, like, I feel like stuff like that is so... I mean, like now I feel like now I feel like we're shitting on Goodwill because it looks like we're saying <laughs> yeah only crackheads would shop there. Cause like yeah, okay, yeah. But like, like I mean, like Goodwill, mm, it it has cheap stuff. It's, it's, yeah, it's basically a thrift store. I'm not sure if it actually. Counts I mean, I got
1: stuff. like fucking all this shit uh, Goodwill. Exactly. Something.
0: So like, I'm trying to think of something I have on me from Goodwill. I don't think anything right now, but I <laughs> like I'm I'm definitely I've definitely yeah. been there like a good five or six times this summer alone. So like, it, it's definitely like I don't uh back to the whole greater thing of salvation army and stuff i like always feel like whenever people look into um like sort of the charity organizations mm-hmm. a little too deeply there's always something wrong you're with always going to find something wrong with yeah. every
1: corporation so like there's no ethical consumption we just got a revolt man <laughs> Let's fucking rise just, up. Just burn
0: it all, and then right just start now. over Let's again.
1: Schedule a meeting to uh, <laughs> just destroy the city. I'm sure we can get a bunch of, like, anarcho fucking people. Just
0: in here and be like, yo, just start burning stuff, and then, like, if somebody stops you and catches you... Burn them, burn too, them? <laughs> yeah it just
1: keeps going. The whole, the whole city's burnt down.
0: Um, But back to a drunk scorpion, a singing stuff <laughs> to Because, uh, again, I keep on the call of crackhead. Yeah. Um, So... You wrote it, and then, like, what was your very next step? Like, walk me through, like, the whole...
1: Yeah, okay, so, um, after I wrote the script, and I wrote a couple drafts of it, um, I settled on one that I uh, wrote. I wrote the last, like, 20 pages on the plane back to New York, Um, so it was originally, like, 96 pages, Um, and... I sent it to you know all my friends. I said hey like this is what I have and of course none of them read it It was a feature like (laughs) you're not gonna read the whole script Um, But you know, I I think like a few days after that I I got Nadir into my room and I said hey I got this thing and I think I want you to be the DP. I can't pay you a lot But I'll pay you what I can he goes. Yeah, man, I'm like I'm so on board and then you know, we kind of worked out getting actors and actresses um, I did auditions in coffee shops I would just, like, meet up in, like, a Starbucks and be like, okay, like, let's just do it in this loud-ass coffee shop. Um, which I think is a good environment because it throws them off. Like, yeah. they're not expecting it. So, like, they're, you know, you can tell if they're going to be fine in high-pressure situations. And, like, high I mean, yeah. Like, and
0: then, like, it also kind of gives them the vibe of what you're working with. It's like... Yeah, yeah,
1: like, hey, this is not, like, <laughs> big-budget production. Yeah,
0: because, like, everybody's like, wow, I'm, I'm in a movie. And they assume, like, oh, like, marvel like yeah like end it's game gonna be budget. a blockbuster yeah and, and i'm like, like i'm like yo i was i don't even know how i'm finna release this yeah, yeah. like
1: i spent nine hundred and fifty dollars on this and that was it i mean
0: that's pretty good yeah honestly. that's a very like well, that's pretty good like that's like i don't honestly was a little expected of your first feature mm-hmm. and like
1: it's pretty good for a college kid especially because like i have the equipment through Pratt for free yeah which it was just such a godsend because i wouldn't have been able to do it um Without that, it was just – it was, yeah, such a good resource um, because I would have spent, you know, like, thousands more on it without that. Yeah. If I was using the same equipment. If
0: you're, like, once you're using – wait, what camera did you use?
1: The Panasonic EVA1, which is just, like, a phenomenal camera. It looks so great. Like, I'll – because I'm editing with proxies, so I'll, like, forget what it actually looks like, and then I'll, like, export a cut of it. And I look at it and be like, holy shit, that looks so nice. I feel yeah, the I same. Like
0: because shit. right now I'm working on a um recently a former teacher of mine emailed a bunch of us about being extras on this set for this feature he was working on. Mm. I email him back. I email him back and I'm like, yo, I don't wanna be a uh uh extra. I wanna be like your production assistant. Production assistant, okay. basically like intern for the set. Yes. So, um I go, I ended up it was a twenty two day shoot, I was there for like 12 i think okay like i ended up just coming for like the back half of the production mm. um honestly probably like one of my the best decisions i made all summer like hell yeah. like um like just really small crew with, like really intimate crew and cast That's the best. but like it's just like you like the people you meet and the connections you build with them are like yeah it, it was one of those things that like I don't, we felt like a band. Like you ever like see yeah, it, like you ever yeah, like yeah. hear a band talk about being on tour and they're like, yeah, like you get so close. It's like, it feels like that. That's what it is. Like yeah. a small budget production. We're all like, we're all like sitting in like Central Park. Like my director has a boom. Like the camera team is two people and then it's me and that's like the whole crew for today. Yeah. And then like, I, I don't even remember where I was going with this, but anyways, I ended up sister editing on it and then okay. like. Uh, like just packaging footage and stuff to send out to the lead editor, mm. and like, um, like it's when you're like, a, when you're assistant, like you learn a lot more things than like say if he had like hired me to do it because a, yeah, I'm not like, I like I feel like I have certain abilities, but there's just so many gaps it's in my a knowledge lot, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and like this is an older dude, a really experienced filmmaker. Like this is just the first one of his first solo outings. Like yo, I'm writing this, I'm directing mm-hmm. this, like. But yeah, so we're working with the Reds and um I've been like proxying and all of that. And like one of the things that you learn about filmmaking like really fast and like everybody's always gonna say this, but the more you think you know something, the less you know like or like the more you learn about it, you find out the less you it's know gone, in a good scheme of things. Yeah. Like I could like the amount of times I was like, Oh, I got this editing shit down pat like
1: you and then, like, some problem comes up. Like, Premiere like, just says, like, oh, hey, this is fucked. And you're like, okay, I don't know what the remember, fuck this when means. He
0: first, when he first hired me, he was like, yeah, like, you know how to transcode and stuff. Transcode is making proxies. Um, and, like, what proxies are, like, they're basically, like, when you're editing really big footage from, like, really cool cameras, they're just shitty and difficult to use. Yeah, and <laughs> so, like,
1: your computer's not going to load, like, half the frame. Yeah,
0: so, like, you have to make a proxy, which is a compressed version of that footage. So, you know. Yeah. Um, Like, and like, he's like, he's like, oh, you know, do you know how to do this? Do you know how to do that? And I'm like, nah, but I'm like, (laughs) the amount of times I told somebody, no, I don't, but I'm a fast learner. And like, they're like, all right, like,
1: Yeah, that's why I'm just like, yeah, 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 I can do that. I can do that. (laughs) Like, I, uh, I've never like actually just like DP'd on someone's set before, like just done that. Yeah. Um, But like last night I get a call while I was at the Salvation Army, actually. Um, And it's one of my buddies is like, hey, this guy. Uh, Needs a DP for his uh, shoot in Manhattan, and I can't do it. Can you do it? And I was like, When is it? He goes, It's right now. You have to get there right now. And it's till midnight. And I was like, Yeah, fuck it, it? I'm down. What time was it? It was like six. Um, He (laughs) said he needs you there before six thirty. I said, I can get there. And I like hopped on the train and got up there. And we were like shooting on an iPhone, so it was like really small set. But it was it was a weird shoot. But um, yeah, it was it was a good time. Yes. Like so, like low budget filmmaking, it's just it, like, it
0: builds character it really so does. much. Cause like um, like when you like hear about like say like musicians or like comedians and stuff like that talk about their craft, and like cause you know there's always a point when like, uh, like when like an entertainer just blows up out of nowhere. Yeah. And like you're like you always think oh they don't really have the credentials yet, but like there's certain people like you know like say a Kevin Hart or something like that, who. Had just been at it for years, and then suddenly they get that big break. Mm-hmm. But like, and like, which is weird, because like one of the things about filmmaking that makes it feel so like, I don't know if I'm really gonna make it, is that we're still in our like you're preliminary still years, that, yeah, yeah, before your whole big break thing. So like, um, it's just such a it's such a weird thing because I, you're like kind of vulnerable, like you like, you know what I
1: mean? Like you're you, you have to you be willing to do like anything yeah, at all and just to make it
0: work, and it, and it might not work. Yeah,
1: it probably won't like half the time (laughs) like
0: for most people it doesn't like this is not a career job. Yeah
1: so, and, and we're all trying to make a career out. Of it. We're all like, yeah. oh yeah, you know, I, but I'm gonna make it. Like, yeah, and like, yeah. everybody, everybody
0: swears up and down that they're gonna be something. No, 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 very,
1: no. But like all these other guys, they're not as serious about it as yeah. I am. Like, 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 like I don't, I
0: have ideas. Yeah. It's like everybody has idea, like <laughs> ideas. Can you execute on those ideas? Yeah, like
1: the bum on the street is like he, he's got an idea. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: like the bum on the street swears he could be running Google because he like just has so good ideas. You know what I mean?
1: I got a friend. Uh, he's. Uh, he got out of prison like three weeks ago. Um, and I-, I met him like right after that. Uh, he was just like on the street selling paintings. Um, and we like we talk on the phone all the time. Um, he was a career bank robber, real sweet guy. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, Uh, He like really wants to get into the robot industry, and so like he thinks that like that's the future. And so he's like, first I'm gonna get into the entertainment industry with my screenplay, and like that's why he wants to be friends with me. (laughs) He wants me to like direct his screenplay so that he can get into the entertainment industry, so that he can write another script about this robot that he has an idea for, so that he can then make that robot real. And then then, like everybody wants
0: to buy it because his movie is so big and famous. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Which I mean, I think that's like kind of tight. Like it's really like just an endearing way of like he's like okay yes. this is my chain of success in the world and he's like 60 but like he's like no like i'm going to be successful and i think that's the kind of drive that i think everyone should have that's actually like
0: i don't know that is that is some movie character shit. yeah honestly. like
1: i want to I, I do want to <laughs> make a movie about him but it's probably not the one that he wants me to make yeah. about him <laughs> um, all right
0: now I feel, we can't we keep breaking yeah, yeah, all the <laughs> way back right yes back get to endearing okay i got
1: Um, I got the actors and actresses, um, and our first shoot was the subway scene, which was just a terrible idea because I was not like super experienced. Like I had done like shorts, but never like something long form, and I didn't really get like enough coverage for that scene and for most of the scenes. Really, Um, the whole thing was just like a big learning experience, and like by the end of it, I was like, okay, so like this is what I actually need to be doing. Um, by the end of the day no no. by the end of the the production <laughs> 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 which fucked me over in editing but that's fine um but yeah we were we got there at like 11 30 it was a saturday night so of course it was still packed we we're trying to film on the g so we just rehearsed in this station like a bunch of times and we finally got on it like 1 a.m when it was empty enough and it was a scene where i get like the shit kicked out of me for smoking on the train and like all these like just like people walking by like there's on the train they were helping the other guy and not <laughs> the guy getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, and well, was, were you like, actually getting the shit kicked yeah, out yeah, of Yeah, yeah, no, I told him, like, hey, actually do it. Like, don't, like, don't pull, don't hold back. And he just rocked my shit every <laughs> time. And it looks so good because you can tell that he's really fucking just, like, stomping on me. Um, and, yeah, like, there's this guy that came over and he was, like, Hey, hey, he goes up to the, the guy who's kicking me. He's like, hey, man, do you need help? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was like, okay, first of all, cut. Second of all, what the fuck, <laughs> dude? Like, uh, but yeah, so we we shot, yeah, it was just like nights and weekends. And at the same time, I was editing this music video that had so many VFX. So I was, you know, not sleeping at all. Um, and it was, you know, production was a blast. There were, like, of course, like terrible days. Yeah. But there were a lot of really great ones. Yeah. Um, I'm so thankful for the people who helped me out for literally nothing, just so that I'll help them out in the future. The, like, yeah,
0: no. The thing about it is, um, first of all, that's kind of funny because that was like a little bit my mindset when, like, I was like, when I asked you to be on this, I was kind of like, I kind of did him a favor, like, hopefully, yeah, You did me a I was huge like, favor. I was like, hopefully, hopefully, apartment. this comes a little full circle, and like, a few months have passed. I was, I was hoping that the movie was done because I would be like, this would be like perfect. Like, I'm like. A little bit of, uh, you giving me a little bit of clout, I'm giving you a little bit of clout. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. us giving you some a little legitimacy. Um, Cause you know, like. Yeah, but and like, you'll
1: be in the credits as like, you know, locations <laughs> or something like that.
0: <laughs> no, but like the funny thing about filmmaker, filmmaking is especially like as a young filmmaker, uh, you're always asking people to take a chance on you. Oh, always. always. Like, like whenever, like whenever I get either, whether or not you get the job or like you're pitching for the job, like the subtext there is, yo, I feel like I'm gonna make this worth your while. If you give me this opportunity, I'm gonna make it worth your while. Absolutely. And like, which is why like sometimes, um, like, especially with more personal stuff, which is why like, you gotta be real careful with your friends and things like that. Because like, it's like your friend is like, if you're working on something and your friend is like, and you ask your friend, yo, like, bro, I'm like shooting this, blah, 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 I need somebody to edit it, like, what's mm-hmm. up? And he's like, no, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, you. it feels like, they're not taking a chance on you. Like, yeah. even though filmmaking is like a business and all that stuff, so like, that's not the way that it actually works. It's just uh, your time, like, his time is just as valuable as yours if he feels like it's not a good use of his time yeah. or hers or whatever. But like, I, I just think that, like, that whole thing of like that film, that young filmmaker culture mm-hmm. is just a bunch of people like, um, oh, shit. Like, it's a 12-hour shoot, and, like, you're not paying me, but, like, I'm getting credit? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you'll, like, buy me a chopped cheese later? Fine. Like, I'll take <laughs> like it. Like,
0: you're giving me lunch and breakfast and a coffee at the end of the day? <laughs> yeah. Shit. Like, yeah, I'll do you'll it. You'll buy I'll my beer that. at the end of the night? <laughs> okay, fine, fine. Like, I'll from, do it. I'll from, do like, it. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m.? Yeah. <laughs> this is cool. Like, yeah,
1: it's it's insane how much you have to ask of people. but And, like, then you're, like, riding them on set, and you feel, like... Because, like, sometimes I'll be like, man, like, I cannot ask them to take this shot again. Because, like, I'm not fucking paying them. But, you know, <laughs> like, that's what you have to do. You have yeah. to be like, hey, like, I'm going to be a dick right now. And that was probably the best idea or the, the best advice that I got from my first professor of film. He said, like, hey, you have to be a dick on set if you're the director. Like, a lot of times. You, and that doesn't mean, like, be an asshole. But, like, you have to. People are going to, like, not like a lot of your decisions. And you have to just stand by them and be like, yeah, this is, you know. I mean, you're the boss. at the end yeah. of the day.
0: So like, I don't know, like when the, I, I just feel like it's really cool how like quickly that like switches up in your head, like, yeah. because like, I, I'm like, I've been on set for a few of my French films and like how mm. quickly they're in and out of director mode or producer mode or whatever. Like, um, I'm like, I honestly haven't directed something f- for like, since like maybe two years ago. And oh, like, shit. I've like... I'm, like, really, like, anxious to get back into that, right? Yeah. Because, like, right now, I'm kind of doing the whole editing thing. I'm, like, working on, like, two different projects right now. And, like, I kind of feel like I'm still learning my craft a lot. But, like, uh, I feel like I might. Like, once you – because everybody wants to be a director long term. Everybody yeah, yeah. wants to have complete control over their creative vision. Exactly. And, like, the only way to do that is to be the director. And, like, maybe also writer and editor or whatever. But, like, so, like, eventually I feel like I'm going to get back in there. But, like – I feel like I'm still getting a lead. I need to have like a basic skill, like a basic thing I can offer on set, other than like, oh, I'm good at directing. Because yeah. like, not. It's like most p- towns people who come to you aren't asking for a director. Because mm-hmm. most people
1: coming to you, yeah, are they a director. are the director. They yeah. need you know a DP or some shit.
0: Yeah, like they need somebody for camera, somebody for sound, or somebody for like, editing. So, yeah, yeah.
1: it's it's just so insanely collaborative. Yeah,
0: it's like um like movies are like one of the unique things where um it's like this kind of goes back to the whole everybody blames the director or gives him credit yeah because uh whenever you like watch like say a tarantino movie or like a spielberg movie they feel like movies from those directors yeah but like like there's like literally a hundred other people who worked in that movie yeah, like, who
1: don't have that same style, but are just listening to, you know, whatever yeah. the... Yeah,
0: or like, or, like, maybe their style blends so well, which is why, like, people like Tarantino will work with the same editors mm-hmm. over and over and over again, yeah. same DP, because, like, it's like, they make the same vision together. Yeah. But, like, again, all credit goes to the director.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's how I, like, uh, you know... Uh, fuck, what's that guy's name? The one who did... The DP for um, Last Black Man in San Francisco and... Uh, Euphoria, he has a really distinct style about him, and I think that's really great for a DP to have because mm-hmm. usually you see that in the director. And of course he's, you know, working with the director, but you can like like if you're familiar with his work, you can tell when he's shot something and he's yeah. done a bunch of shorts too. I think it's uh Adam Newport Berra is his name. Uh don't quote me on that. But uh yeah, he just has such a distinct style and it's really great to see that from someone who's not the writer or director.
0: Yeah. Um which is why I like this isn't at all the case, but like Edgar Wright kind of has a similar thing. Yeah. We're like, uh, we're like his editing style is like super. When you're watching an Edgar Wright movie, yeah, it's and like, like bah, 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 yeah, it's bah. it's such it's in it's in that movie DNA it's an mm. Edgar Wright movie, and like, which is why it's so great a lot of time because it comes forward and like, it's definitely like the dialogue and like how quirky just some of his stories are and yeah. like how like weird they are, but like one of the good things about movies like Scott Pilgrim which is like a like a classic film like oh, if so you want to be a filmmaker you have to watch that movie it's one of those absolutely um,
1: but like is how just distinct everything is and like um, just so like stylized and yeah just it hits the mark every single time like some like
0: some of the scene transitions in that movie and it's like it's like really simple stuff to like two characters are like talking in say a coffee shop and then like okay, okay, shot of the director I mean shot of the, one of the actors looking and then mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the reverse whip shot. Yeah. is so good. No, like, or like reverse shot to like somebody else in reverse shot. We're in a new place now. Yeah. And like, because like subconsciously film language is so ingrained in you that like when it, movies are cutting from one, from one shot to another, that are all in the same time.
1: That, yeah, that it all... He
0: like takes advantage of it and like does little tweaks
1: and stuff that like... like and it really works for the whole like comic book style the whole yeah. thing. Because it's just like you went to a new panel. Which, like, is,
0: which is why I feel like um, Scott Pilgrim is definitely his best film. Because I feel like like that style doesn't really like work for like I I don't like not to be like ah like all of his other movies are shit but like I feel like his style is so unique for Scott Pilgrim that like I don't know. Like I feel like It's just his style works so well yeah. For for that specific version of movie, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, stuff like baby, uh, baby Driver is actually, like, fantastic. I just watched it again the other day. See, I've but, only like,
1: seen it once, and I was so fucking stoned. I saw it in theaters, and I was really? so high. And so, now, like, I, remember I, I didn't saw, comprehend most also, of it. Also,
0: first of all, did you know that that was his first movie to ever break, like, $100 million? Really? Like, like opening weekend or something like that. Shit. And it's like, and it's like he's been a an established filmmaker mm-hmm. for a while. And, like, also, if he did Ant-Man, if he, like, stayed oh, on Ant-Man, would've, he would have, yeah. like, yeah. But, like, that ended up not happening. But um one of the one of the interesting things about it is that like it does feel like the, that movie specifically does feel like a like something that when regular audience who's like so used to the junk food of like, um not to say these movies, these types of movies are bad, but like the Fast and Furious and the Marvel and stuff, and they get like an action movie that's like a smart, well done, yeah. like well acted, like kind of just like all around really good action movie. Mm-hmm. Um and it's like you know, coming of age story and all that. You, you can argue what kind of genre it's in, but like, this, we're totally aside the point. Yeah, Edgar, yeah. Wright, Edgar Wright is fantastic. We love Edgar <laughs> Wright. Anyways, um, uh,
1: yeah, so after you know, production, we wrapped uh, at the end of April. Um, and then, you know, I told myself, I was leaving May 15th to go back to Oklahoma. And I said, okay, I'm not gonna touch the footage until I get back to Oklahoma. I'm gonna give myself a break from this shit. And two days later, I started editing. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I've, I've just been kind of in posts. I didn't get a chance to do as much over the summer as I wanted to. Cause I was working at this car parts warehouse and, uh, I had a side gig at a farm. I was just cleaning up horse shit. And really? I had a very distinctly Oklahoma in summer. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and I also like worked as a mover, which I'm trying to still do here. Um, so it's, you know, I, I didn't get as much done as I wanted to, but now I'm back and I've, gotten so much more done. I think being in New York like makes me more productive. I feel um, like a
0: lot of people either have that exact thing or like it's the opposite as a problem.
1: Yeah, because uh, there's also like so much to do here. Like I get distracted by like, uh, you know, we yeah. are going to a show, you want to come? I'm like, fuck it, why not? Or, like, or
0: like, like, just how easy it is to just walk into like a comedy club or like a movie in the park or something. Like, this, yeah. It's just such a like New York like teenager experience sometimes. Like Like the way summers are usually set up. Yeah. So it's like, it's so easy to like not really do anything. Like, well, you're technically doing stuff, but like, not any doing anything that's furthering yourself.
1: Yeah, like, oh, well, like, I could have been working on that movie, but instead, I have watched Big in the park. Like, <laughs> yeah,
0: but like, and it's like the fourth time I've seen that
1: movie. Like, in general, <laughs> I just like Big, man. The scene with the piano. Um,
0: but
1: like. Oh. <laughs> uh, sorry that's not good. one of the cool content. things
0: about like no nah, actually like <laughs> I, like i love when people get really animated for it um like but one of the cool things about uh like say doing other like survival job type stuff mm. is that like let's say you do make your break like this is your backstory kind of thing yeah. Like like say 10 years from now you're gonna be telling people like Yeah, I remember when I shot my first feature, like
1: that same summer, I was doing blank, blank, and and blank. Yeah, and then I'm gonna be like, oh, but like that feature's shit because like (laughs) I know I'm gonna look back on it and hate it. I mean, yeah,
0: and then you're like, well, I didn't have the budget and all that stuff. Like, yeah. Also, like, this is another thing that it kind of ties back to the you never know all that you think you know Mm -hmm. thing. But like, like you always, whenever I look at my work from like a year from uh, like a year ago, like a year before that, like a year before that, like I always feel like, it's just such noticeable leaps and bounds in quality, which is why yeah. like, I could kind of see, not being like, oh, my stuff now is perfect. But like, know, like- considering like the heart garbage garbage fire, that was like my, my first like short, compared to something that like I'm making now. Yeah, I mean, you just like,
1: like, like, you can really see distinct progress, especially in young, young filmmakers. Yeah,
0: like, um, and like people's, people want, um, like to be like people want their first film to be the most perfect creative thing ever and i'm like
1: it's never yeah
0: it's never gonna be like it's great to strive for that but like mm -hmm. it's never gonna be so like just Just, just make it a learning experience like
1: like jim cummings every time i say just make your movie (laughs) (laughs) don't wait for the world to take you okay i love Jim Cummings. that's something that everybody's always like like yo like do this for you
0: man (laughs) and it's like i mean yeah like i do want to do it for me but like at the end of the day i want it to also be good yeah, like
1: one of my one of the guys that worked on the movie, I showed him the rough cut, and I was like, "Yeah, I just want to get like a six out of ten from like an average rating. That's all I want." And he goes, "No, don't care about the average rating. Like, it's better if no one likes it, but you like it." And I said, "No, that's not. Like, that's really not what I want." I mean,
0: like, I mean, like maybe like a, from a philosophical point of view, when you're like, like if I was oh, making
1: some like experimental art film, that'll be no, like, but like
0: that's that's the kind of thing that you can do at the end of your career when you start making yeah, movies for yourself. Yeah. But at the beginning, you're
1: not like. Like, cause if I'm like just making shitty movies that only I like, then like, no one's gonna be like, oh, let's give this then, guy more then money Then eventually to you're
0: never gonna be able to continue making shitty movies. Yeah. You're the, like, you're out of money, you're out of time. You don't have the same, nobody's gonna wanna keep working with you. Yeah, like, gonna be like, oh, okay. he just makes movies that are like weird and like, he has all these jokes that only he understands and stuff like <laughs> he that. He literally
1: makes inside jokes <laughs> to himself <laughs> yeah, about yeah. his own life. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like in like your he third just watches these movies alone. No, but
0: it's like in like your third movie, a character looks into the looks straight to camera like, wow, remember that time when we were six at grandma's playground? <laughs> and then everybody's like, what is he talking about? And then like the scene continues, and you're like, nah, I just put that in there. Put that in there for me. It's like from the heart, man. <laughs> it's like from the heart. That's real filmmaking.
1: <laughs> it's honest. It's vulnerable. Whoa.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like this is this is what I'm. I'm an artist. Artist. I'm your favorite <laughs> artist. Favorite artist. But like that whole like weird like mental gymnastic game people play to like to kind of make excuses for why their stuff is like not as good as they want it to be. Yeah. It's like always like fantastic. Like it's crazy to me because I'm just like just say you messed up. Yeah. So you'll do like, better oh, next, oh, oh, yeah,
1: next <laughs> time. yeah. And I mean the thing is like you're constantly learning so many more lessons because like I rushed. This last one so fucking much, and so this next one, like, I'm gonna start filming this semester and hopefully like be done at the end of next semester. So I'll have like you know, s- like six months or like five months to work on it, and it's gonna be like there's no script. So um, I have like the plot pinned down and the characters are really like delved into. I mean, and well, what
0: are you trying to do? Well, what's the next movie?
1: It's okay. The I don't have like a title for you. The working title is the tipping of a jar which um, I, I think, I don't know, it just like sounds nice with it, but I play a sleazy con man who makes wait Well, you're
0: going to be leading lead again.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know, it's, uh, it's... Oh, my inner narcissist. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I, I play a sleazy con man who makes his living selling stolen shit on the streets, and he's the best salesman. Like That's his superpower. He can sell anything to anyone, and he just has this like charisma about him. Um, and his half-brother comes into town, um, he just went to college in LA, and he's, he's coming back to New York for this job, and he's staying with him, and they had this huge fight whenever he left, and they haven't talked since, and so, like, you know, things are awkward and tense at first, and then, you know, it, it turns into them just, like, screaming at each other, like, every time they're in the same room, and they can't fucking stand each other, and he goes back out to the street to sell some shit, and he can't do it, and so, you know, like, he Cause loses, of that inner turmoil. yeah, he loses that edge, and so it's all about him <coughs> trying to gain that back, and his life going further into the shit, or while his relationship with his brother slowly gets better.
0: So what's driving you to tell these stories?
1: The first one, it was about my, you know, passion for addiction and showing that in a light that is like, hey, this is a terrible thing and it's really going to affect people terribly, but, like, they are humans and like that. Yeah. Um, and this one, it's... I don't know, it's like... It, the main character is based a lot on my dad. Um, if my dad was just, like less if he had less morals because uh, he's, okay. he's just like really he can i mean he has that sales superpower he can sell anything to anyone he just never uses that power for evil like he, he just he never pays for parking <laughs> he, uh, he always talks his way out of that but uh, that's like about it uh and then you know my relationship with my brothers um i think this one's a lot more personal than the last one because it's you know my actual yeah. experience like
0: movies that are personal but not for you Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. like I think I think it'll be applicable to anyone who has. I I think it's it's good to show like a positive relationship between two men that like they can be open about like loving each other and shit, Um, and just like in a brotherly way. Like and
0: like the thing about like like say like siblings based like narratives is like they always kind of get bogged down in like when they're like younger, Mm -hmm. which is like I mean it's cool to make a show about like two sisters who are like growing up, but like the concept of like adults like who have already experienced life and then still learning. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, that's pretty Yeah, nice.
1: and like you're trying to figure out like how to be an adult and have this relationship, like this long-standing relationship because you got to have that till you yeah. die. Like you can't just get out of that and be like <laughs> I mean, you can't. You can be like, "All right, I never want to <laughs> fucking talk to you again." Or you could then.
0: just kill him like before you die, just shoot him or something. Okay. <laughs> okay, you're on to something. <laughs> like shoot- <laughs> the movie's different now. I'm changing it. He like, kills his brother. He- if he's just tired of him, just like be like, "Yo, I don't want to deal with this." <laughs> like, kill him. <laughs> and now you're in jail Even if he doesn't die You're in jail So like
1: <laughs> you're still, You never have to see him man. Yeah like, when He comes to visit you You just say Nah <laughs> I don't want to see that though. Nah Get him out of here Fuck him
0: He's not my brother anymore <laughs> I, I, I killed him I, I shot him But like I don't know but It's interesting Um.
1: But yeah so that's uh, That's the next movie Um. The whole It's It's all going to be improvised So like It's
0: Oh, like all the dialogue?
1: Yeah, all the dialogue. Uh, Which that's kind of hard for me because it's like dialogue is what I really love. Like that's like where I feel like I shine in my writing is in the dialogue. But I think I trust myself and the other actors that I'm using, and I I really think that we can make something nice. That like I want to make something nice. No, I think we can. (laughs) uh, I think we can make something that like feels authentic and feels almost like a documentary because it's you know just about people caring about each other yeah in some way um and you know I've, i i feel like i can improvise I, maybe i can't i don't know maybe i'm just like way overselling my <laughs> acting abilities who knows i mean like um
0: I've, I've seen like a few more like indie movies that are all mm-hmm. improvised and they have like a really specific tone to them yeah that like
1: It's hard to capture that with the scripts. And I think uh, Godard did that. A lot of Breathless was uh, improvised um, or like just written on set that day. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like that that was kind of like my awakening. I was in my history of film class and we watched Breathless and I was like, Holy shit, like, he improvised? Like, you can do that? You can just, like, set up a camera and have him do shit? Look, yeah, okay, one, okay, I'm done. <laughs> like,
0: one um, interesting movie about that is George Washington. Have you seen it? It's some movie about kids down south. It might be, like, Mississippi or something. Okay. Like, four black kids, and, like, that's, like, that's, like literally that's the whole... It. You, yeah, like, yeah, you basically just... just watch them live life for, like, two weeks, and then no, the movie it's, ends. It's like, kind of
1: like a killer sheep type thing.
0: Uh, maybe. Like, no, but, like... Uh, Honestly, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like talk too much smack about it, especially like while we're recording. Yeah. But, like I feel like the movie like kinda like lacks an over it has like a really distinct tone and it kinda mm. feels like it has a point. But like I feel like the end, it kinda just fizzles. Yeah. It's like oh like well it's been like an hour and a half, so yeah, this movie's about it. A- it's pretty much over We're done, but, yeah. Like, like we're gonna have the music swell and then somebody's gonna start talking and then the yeah, credits
1: that's the problem about like like i think some like movies that seem to have like not a whole lot of plot can work like i mean jim jarmusch has been doing shit like that and it's always been really good um i'm a huge fan of his but um yeah you definitely do have to have like something at least sort of poetic or poignant about the ending because otherwise it's just like yeah it does just fizzle and it's just like flat the whole time you need to like go up a little bit at the end it has
0: to be like a like, I like it when, like, movies are a lot deeper than you would, like, give them credit for. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's only when you, like, really take how full circle the ending comes into account. Yes. Which is, like, why, like, I, like, took smack about Marvel movies because, like, they're just, like, the most expensive mainstream movies right now. But, like, I feel like the whole, like, Infinity War Endgame thing, it felt like those movies finally served the greater point. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, they felt like movies instead of just, like, fan service a little bit. Like... I mean, some of them, I enjoy some of them. Shout yeah. out to Iron Man 3 and, like, The Guardians of the Galaxy. Iron
1: Man 3 is really one of yeah. the ones that, okay, okay I, Like, I, I feel like, that. I,
0: I, that is, like, it's like. It's Shane like a,
1: Black is a good director, though. So, yeah,
0: like. and he's worked with Robert Downey Jr. before. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the interesting thing about that movie. And it feels like a hokey-dokey comic book movie, but, like, in a way that's, like, not too detrimental to it, because it's just, like, when, like, it's, like, weird shit happening, like, these, like super secret cell agents who like breathe fire and shit and like yeah. the movie's like yeah this is crazy but like this is, these are and our villains do that yeah, yeah like, like these are our villains and like,
1: like that kid in the town that like is there for like 20 minutes and it's like all right see you kid like <laughs> yeah all right that like
0: one that, that is one of the um like more like random things about the movie like, I, whatever i i feel like iron man 3 is this definitely... is now an iron man
1: 3 <laughs> podcast <laughs> we're now
0: discussing marvel movies one by one on the next episode we'll do Winter shoulder even no. though, even though When Souls is
1: the most overrated one, it does kind of hold up, okay. but like, whatever. See, I really fell off with those Marvel movies. <laughs> I haven't seen like any of them since, fuck, I don't even know when.
0: I mean, like, I honestly don't blame you. I'm like kind of a, I'm a pretty big, I was a pretty big, spoilers, but I was a pretty big Iron Man fan before he, you know. Oh, oh what did he do? <laughs> uh, what did he do? He said they have not they have him say the N word in one of the movies. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. Uh and like I'm also a pretty big Spider Man fan. Yeah. So like I was like, eh, I'll keep up I'll keep up to the ones that I really care about. And like as as Infinity War was building up, I kinda got sucked into the hype a little bit. Yeah. Like which is why I ended up seeing Captain Marvel, even though that movie was like abysmal. Like it just felt it felt like a it felt like a weird Superman movie, but like Really? Like yeah, It like like honestly, it does. I, now that I say it out loud, it does have a lot of weird similarities to Superman.
1: See, I wanted to see it just because it's by the uh, it's by the directors that did uh, Half Nelson, and that's like one of my favorite films. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ryan Gosling just acts his ass off in that. That was a big inspiration for a drunk scorpion will sing himself to death. Actually, was uh, was that film? And just like I watched that film on repeat while I was like trying to figure out the visual influences and shit. I like, made Nadir watch it, and he hated it. But I made him watch it. I was like, this is what you're emulating, bitch. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And like, he was like, I don't like this.
0: I don't like this. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen it. But, like, I, I did. I have heard really, really good things about it, like, from, like, my from like people in my film program mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's like.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a great film. I, I highly recommend it. Everyone go watch Half Nelson right now.
0: (laughs) Also, um, City of God, probably one of the best movies I've ever seen. Well, one of the best opening sequences I've ever seen. Watch that.
1: I'll go watch City of God
0: later. Yeah. (laughs) I'll watch Half Nelson. But City of God probably has what I consider the perfect scene. Okay. Which is that opening scene. Which is like, once you watch it all the way, like, watch it all the way through. And then watch the the opening scene again. And then you're like... Oh, like this foreshadows so much. This explains so oh, much. Oh, I love. It's that. Like,
1: I love me some good yeah, foreshadowing. Like
0: mm. it foreshadows so much. It builds yeah. up. Like I love it when like, with the thing about really smart filmmaking is when films get across, like the movies like kind of like, world that you're living in, the rules yeah. of that world, like quickly and easily. So like, so it's like if you're watching a fucking Batman movie, I mean a Superman movie, and like, like, fucking Lex Luthor is like flying around and shit with like a robot suit or something like that. You're like, oh, okay, so shit like that happens in that movie. Like, yeah, the like, we're the just got to get ready for that, right? Like, cool. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, like, if it so if it happens two hours in, I'm not blindsided by it because, like, I knew this shit happens in, the, in these yeah. kinds of movies. So it's, like, it's one, of, it's one of those. That's honestly a classic, in my opinion, and definitely my favorite movie of all time. Okay, okay. Yeah. Wow, i like have to watch that. It's, I, like, and it's, it's about this random... <laughs> It's about this random city in um, Brazil, which is why, like, it's so, like, weirdly far removed from, like, any New York experience. Yeah. But, like, or, like, even, a, like, American filmmaker experience. But, like, it's just so... I... I, I well, we can talk about it once you watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, cause, yeah. Because, like, that movie is, like...
1: I'll watch it and I'll hit you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: whatever. Any, Anyways. Yes. Uh back um, to the matter time yeah like so anything else
1: you want to hey, first off anything you want to plug uh watch a drunk scorpion will sting itself to death when it comes when out should it come out uh september to october is what i'm thinking all right so um, we're gonna say ambitious. by halloween so like, yeah yeah by halloween is, by halloween
0: good? is like a scorpion movie it's I mean,
1: <laughs> Oh shit, yeah, <laughs> it'll be a halloween <laughs> release that's tight start
0: marketing it like it's some like children's film and it's about crackheads and stuff killing <laughs> yeah, people yeah.
1: We gotta we gotta get like the kids market and then they watch it and they're like ah and but then, then gets, their like, parents big scandal yeah but then, and their then parents we, are like
0: okay. yo we hate this movie you scared our kids and now you're like whoa I only spent a thousand dollars making it y'all just <laughs> gave me a billion so,
1: yeah <laughs> like uh, yeah so watch it it'll probably be on Amazon Prime I'm imagining um, wait is that the kind of thing you just yeah you can just upload that shit no one knows that and- really. Yeah, you just, it's like uploading to YouTube. You just need to have I feel like I've learned actually captions. like a good amount of stuff. from. Yeah, this all conference. you have to do is just like <laughs> upload it and it's there because, and it's like free. So like, and it's so much more professional than saying like, oh, I have something on Vimeo. It's like, oh, I have something on Amazon Prime. And then people are like, holy shit, Amazon Prime. And are like, well, it's Amazon Video Direct, but you can stream it with Prime. And then they're like, oh, okay. That's crazy. But yeah, it's, uh, so that's probably where it'll go. I'm, I'll and put this on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, honestly, just put anything on Amazon Prime. Yeah. There's, like, Minecraft videos on Amazon Prime, man. <laughs> gonna dig
0: through that it's shit. It's like my, my, like, six-year-old brother's Let's Play. I'm just putting on Prime. I'm like, yo, like, you're gonna... This is an untapped <laughs> you're gonna market. you go blow up, bro. On God, on God. <laughs> untapped market. Like, these, like, 30-year-olds who, like, just kind of looking for something to watch. You're my building my house part four. Like, building my house in another part four. They're gonna fuck with that. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> like, those, those middle-aged white men... Love They'll watching love kids play that Minecraft. shit. Um,
1: yeah, so it'll probably be there. I'll go for festivals if any of them want it, and uh, yeah, so watch it when it comes out. Anybody
0: Why? you wanna shout out? You know what this kind of you know what I'm like for? Um, you ever seen? You ever played this game called Yu-Gi-Oh? Yeah, yeah, I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh all the time. Of course. Um, when I was like a little younger. They used to do these things called, like, deck profiles. Like, they'd, like, interview these famous players, and they'd be like, wow, I use this card and this card and this card. And at the end, they're always like, anything you want to plug, anything you want to shout out. And they always have, like, some company sponsoring
1: them. (laughs) And I always
0: feel like, we need to – first of all, we need to get a company sponsoring this. Yeah,
1: I I appreciate that. Um, (laughs) But, like, anything you want to – plug in the movie. Okay, well, let's uh, plug the movie. Uh, Let's also go uh, fucking Nadir Hepburn, Zachary Razak, Anahita Amashahi, Mikey Ames, Amos Chu. Ryder Hall, uh, uh, Liam Burke, uh, Chanel Mack, Ava Maria Vocik, uh everyone else that worked at Domingo Graham. Uh,
0: cool thing about Chanel is I actually edited a reel for her. a little oh, while dude, ago. Really? Yeah, yeah like, Chanel's great. Um, yeah, like she's, she's, she's just like, the tightest. She's a cool person, but she's like she's actually really fucking good. <laughs> she's a great, she's a great actress. Um, yeah, she really,
1: and she needed no direction from me. Like she was really. just like, yeah, I know the character. Like I'm good. And she would, she would just like get into it, and I'd be like. Okay, yeah, you're, like, perfect. Like, thank you, Chanel. <laughs> so, shout out Chanel. Yeah,
0: shout out Chanel. Um,
1: Shangela Bassett. <laughs> 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 Shangela L. Maxon. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, follow me on uh, Instagram at... Uh, actually, I actually don't even follow yeah, at at so you. Yeah, at Denton underscore true. And uh, Twitter at Denton true, no underscore. Yeah, uh, that's about it.
0: Right, um You know what's funny is, like... I never really know how to wrap these up. So like, I always, so I always just put just go. the leg
1: on the table and you say
0: <laughs> And that and that's a copy. We did it.